How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's time to talk all things Dirty Birds. It's Falcons Flyover. With John Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back in the Kia Studios on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. John Chuckery Show live on this Friday evening, 404-741-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey apps, so you catch us on the go. Social media at 92 The Game at JMCH316 at underscore Dylan Matthews. We'll uh, talk to Chip Towers in 20 minutes from right now. Braves, by the way, quick update. 8-15 is going to be first pitch. Uh, we've also got SmackDown up here as Stephanie McMahon is addressing the WWE Universe as she's going to be taking over the co-CEO duties with her and Nick Khan taking over for their father, who, for her father, I should say, who retired earlier today. We'll talk more about that coming up at the top of the next hour. This, of course, tonight, look at all things Atlanta Braves. It is the, sorry, Atlanta Braves, Atlanta Falcons. It is the uh, Falcons flyover. All right, so we got word yesterday that Deion Jones is headed to the pup list. Now, look, remember the Dark Knight movie? Remember that guy named Joker? Okay, and he had that line, it's all part of the plan. It's not coincidence that they're putting Debo on the pup list. Now, first off, understand two things about the pup list right now. One is he can come back at any time as he's recovering from the shoulder procedure that he had done, the shoulder cleanup, right? He can come back at any time. But you also don't have a roster spot available because in the preseason when you're at your 90-man roster, you don't get you don't get a roster spot like you would during the regular season by being on the pup list. So the Falcons are at 89 players, and that's because Eddie Goldston retired the other day. So they're at 89. So what's the benefit of having him on the pup list right now? Well, just like when you all told me when I said, hmm, isn't it interesting the timing on his shoulder cleanup procedure right as we're getting ready for OTAs, mandatory minis, and things like that? Couldn't have had this done in February, huh? Oh, okay. So they waited. Now, why do you think they waited? Well, as I told you, they waited so that they wouldn't have to answer questions about Dion and his future during OTAs and mandatory minis. Guess why he's on the pup list right now and not going to be at camp? So they don't have to answer questions about where he's going to be. Number two, this also gives them opportunity to evaluate what they have at the middle linebacker position or inside linebacker position, I guess, in their case, whether it's Rashad Evans, Kiewitkowski, Troy Anderson, uh, Michael Walker, if they want to look at him inside. Whatever it is, this is a chance for them to be able to evaluate the group of guys that they have without having Deion Jones be a part of all of this. And 
The other thing, this gives them opportunity to kind of, in the shadows, work on trade candidates, trade possibilities, things like that. Because, again, even on the pup list right now, if this were in the regular season, there'd be a certain amount of games he'd have to wait out. During the training camp, though, he can come back anytime. So if he got traded tomorrow, he could show up on somebody's team the next day and and start training camp. So there's no medical reason to have him on the pup list. The roster spot still counts whether he's there or not. This is their way. And again, I explained this to you when you all tried to argue with me about this. Oh, well, he had to get his shoulder. Yeah, he could have had his shoulder cleaned up in February. If it was if it was that easy of a quick and procedure, he could have had it done in February. They didn't have to wait till the week before OTAs and mandatory minis were all going to get going through the summertime. They could have done this in February. They're putting him on the pup list so he's not there and they don't have to answer questions and it gives him time to evaluate and look at trade possibilities. Simple. NFL teams don't do things in a vacuum. They don't just random happenstance do things for the sake of doing them. They do them for a reason. They manipulate things for a reason. This is this is just not, well, it just worked itself. They don't need to put him on the pup list. He could just not be there. But then they'd answer questions and this, that, and the other. Because, again, he can come back anytime, but you also don't gain a roster spot if this were the regular season. You'd gain a roster spot by having Deion Jones on the pup list. You don't in the pre, in the preseason. What does it matter? It matters because you don't have to answer questions about him. And you can work on a potential trade for him and not have to answer questions about will he or will he not be here. And by the way, my gut instinct, and I'm not blue checkmark media, so I'm not proclaiming anything. I'm just telling you my gut tells me he will not be here. When the Falcons open up their season on September whatever, what, what's, the, what's the Falcons' uh, first game? September, bu, 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 September 11th. Sunday, September 11th, when the Falcons take on the Saints, I'm going to tell you that Deion Jones will not be an Atlanta Falcon at that point. And look, I'm not blue checkmark media, so I'm not held to the same standard as, as everybody else. You know, I'm just, I'm just telling you what my gut tells me. My gut tells me that he won't be here come that point in time. Hey, did you see Dean Pease is doing a podcast? Of all guys, it's doing a podcast. Our friend Tori McElhaney, friend of the show, Tori McElhaney, it is um, uh, Pease in a Pod is what the thing is called. Pease in a Pod, the podcast, with Dean Pease every week. How'd they get Dean Pease to do a podcast? I, I, we'll have to, when we get Tori back on, we'll talk Tori here soon. I'll have to ask Tori. How the heck did she get Dean Pease to get on a podcast? Maybe, you know, once he retires, he might want to go into broadcasting and maybe he's getting a leg up. Maybe mm-hmm. he's getting started. Yeah, maybe he'll be on with Freaky and Hugh. Maybe he can, maybe he can be the third. They had three people in here today, right? They had three people on the morning show today. Maybe it could be Freaky. The Freaky? Yeah, him on the morning show. Maybe maybe the morning show could be uh, Freaky Pease Hugh. What about the people? Freaky? Yeah. What, what would, how about if you call it that? Freaky Peas Hugh. I like the name of that title. Freaky Peas Hugh. Right now it's just Freaky Hugh. But this could be John Freaky. Freaky? Yeah, John Freaky, the guy on the morning show. Freaky Peas Hugh. I like that. That's that's got a nice ring to it. It's better than just Freaky Hugh, because that makes Hugh look bad. At least if you say Freaky Peas Hugh, sounds like it's a rap lyric. John Freaky? Yeah, him, the guy from the morning show. Freaky. By the way, shout out to my guy Rob Tribble for 
hanging in there this last week or two here and uh, and filling in. Good to hear Rob's uh, voice back on. Got a lot of changes coming around here, huh? We got we got we had Mac and Z earlier today, right? Had Mac and Z. I mean, how good of a reunion is that? That's one of the that's up there with with uh, Robbie Rosenhaus and and Naughty Dread James Harmon hosting the show. We got Mac and Z back together. Rob Tribble's been filling in. What in another week and a half? We got Steak and Sandra coming back. Cha Cha. Is that what their show is called, by the way? Cha Cha. Uh, it's called uh, Around. Uh, I, I got to look at the name. I forget. No, it's the back porch. The back. Yeah, the name is short for the back porch. Okay. Or, or the side deck, or something like that. <laughs> it's something like that. So, anyway, but you're letting yeah. the Dopey Millennials host now too. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, listen, uh, you should have seen Garrett Chapman, by the way, at SEC Media Days, interviewing Paul Feinbaum. Stood up straight and holding the microphone out. Hello, sir. Hello, Mister Feinbaum. I. We clean up uh, nice. Yeah, I mean, listen, he's out there doing them. But look, let me just say, too, SC Media's. Garrett did a great job. Chris Goforth did a great job. Really appreciate those guys. Brian Gebhardt did a great job. Bo Johnson did a great job of navigating the waters through the different times and stuff like that. Really top-notch stuff. Me, Randy, and Andy just sat there and talked to people. That's all we had to do. Just just bloviate for four hours. So appreciate those guys and all the help. And I held it down, you know, down here while you were yeah, having so fun. Yeah, it's so rare. Yeah, I mean, at some point you had to work, right? <laughs> if you get promoted to full time, at some point they expect you to do some work. I've right? been holding it down for two weeks straight now, I understand. Chuck. How's next week look? Uh, I'll yeah. get back to you on that. Yep. Okay, anyway. <laughs> um, look, we get ready for training camp. And, of course, we'll have all your coverage right here on 92.9 The Game. Of course, Freaky and Hugh, Andy and Randy, they will be at training camp. And uh, all of that coverage will start coming up on um, Friday the 29th. So a week John from Freaky? tonight. Yes, John Freaky. Freaky Deaky Hugh. Um, that will start next Friday. We'll start with John and Hugh. Andy and Randy will be at training camp. Obviously, the players report on Tuesday, and they'll start to get in. I, I don't even know when padded practice is coming yet. I think that's going to be like the first week of August, I think, before they get into padded practices because it's such a weird thing now that you never know – it's such a rarity to have an actual padded practice in the NFL uh, or in training camp, right? There's so few, very few and very limited out there for it. But anyway, we'll have all your camp coverage here. Now, Pro Football Focus came out with their list of the top 50 players in the NFL. Dylan, ask me how many Falcons made their top 50 list. John, how many Falcons made Pro Football Focus's top 50 list? The answer would be zero. Mm. So, look. The coaching staff, front office, and there are some guys that have the chance, right? Hopefully in a year, excuse me, hopefully in a year, we're talking about A.J. Terrell, we're talking about Kyle Pitts, maybe in a couple of years we're talking about Drake London, you know, maybe Grady Jarrett gets back to what we think he can be, okay? So there are some guys who have the potential to be on that. And Grady, I think, has been a, you know, he's been on that list before. But it is a little disconcerting that there's not a single solitary player on this roster that is considered a top 50 player in the league. Top 50. Think about just a few years ago when Debo, Grady, Matt, Julio, those guys would all be looked at as top 50 to 100 players, right? And we're past all that era now. Now it is a different-looking roster. A.J. Terrell's a guy who could be a top-50 player in the NFL. Grady Jarrett, if he gets some help, could be a top-50 player in the NFL. Kyle Pitts can be a top-50 player in the NFL. You know, we'll see about the rest of the guys. Hopefully, 
you know, London, Evan Katie. Hopefully we got lots of guys. But again, I'm looking at the list of the top 50 players. Ask me some of the names that are on the top 50, Dylan. What are some of the names on the top 50? Okay. One is Micah Parsons. Okay. Is that a guy we could have had? Yes. Okay. Uh, another guy's Tristan Wirfs. How many times have I talked about him over the last handful of years? A lot. A thousand? Just 2,000? Okay. There and and a lot of these guys, and again, there are a few exceptions, but a lot of these guys <coughs> that are in the top 50 right now are with their original franchises. Justin Herbert, Pat Mahomes, Tristan Wirfs, Micah Parsons, Bakhtari's on the list. You got guys that are drafted with their original team. Now, there are some exceptions. Tom Brady's on the list. Okay. We all understand that, right? We all got we all understand Tom Brady, Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers, you know, right? We 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 know some of the guys that are on the list, right? Uh Aaron Donald's on the list. He was drafted. Cooper, oh, Cooper Cup. Another guy's on the list. Did he get drafted by the Rams? Oh, he did. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I forgot. They I forgot. Donald and Cup were drafted, but they built their team through free agency. I got it. That's right. I forget. I I I forget I was told all that, right? I forget that I was told that their their championship team was built through free agency and all that. I forgot. Because I could have sworn they drafted Cup and Donald. But anyway, that's all right. We'll, we'll, we'll move on from, from all of that kind of stuff. But anyway, um, yeah, it's a little disconcerting that there aren't any guys on the top 50 in the NFL that play for the Atlanta Falcons. That has to change, and that has to come through your draft. That is not going to come through, well, we again, the thing that everybody wants to sell me on, well, we've got all this money next year. That doesn't mean anything. That's not good it's not a badge of honor to say you have a bunch of cap space. That means your draft has sucked. That means your picking personnel to give them a second contract sucks. And we've given you every example of the last 10 years with the drafts. It stinks. That's how you have top 50 players. You draft them well, keep them at home, right? Now, again, exceptions. The Vaughn Millers and the Tom Brady's world. The guys that have been in the league for 30 years. We get all that. But Wirfs, Parsons, Herbert, Mahomes, right? Max Crosby was on the list, right? All these homegrown guys for most of these franchises. Got to draft well. Got to coach guys up. Got to get them to a second contract. All right, we'll talk some Bulldog football with Chip Towers coming up next. Chuck Ree hanging out here in the Key Studios on this Friday night with you. Sports right now to the game, odyssey.com app. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. So who is this person? It's John Chuckery. Are you sure? Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. John Chuck show live on a Friday after another successful week of SEC Media Days. Had a lot of fun hanging out there all week long down there at the College Football Hall of Fame. Front and center, of course, the National Championship Georgia Bulldogs were part of the festivities. Had a real good time talking with uh, Coach and all the players down there. Let's head out to the waitforward.com hotline. Let's talk to the man in the know. He covers all things Georgia Bulldogs for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. AJC.com is where you want to go check out all of his work. Chip Towers joins us. Of course, follow Chip on Twitter, at AJC. And Chip, you know, I um, you know, had a chance to talk to Kirby, had a chance to talk to all the players down there. I-, I thought of all the different people that we talked to and all the different players and schools and things like that. There was definitely a very much kind of laid-back, enthusiastic atmosphere that the Georgia team and program as a whole came across this week. Yeah, I thought so. Uh, I, I was thinking in your uh, introduction there, you're talking about a, a, a successful week at SEC Media Days, and and that's kind of the funny thing about uh, you know that whole enterprise. You know, it, nobody's lost the game. Everybody's optimistic. Even Clark Leah of uh, you, you know uh, of Vanderbilt made the statement that you know his goal is for Vanderbilt to be you know the best football program in the country. And, you know, a, a lot a lot of folks had to contain their snicker, you know, when they said that. But certainly uh, I thought there was uh, a little bit more pep in the step of, uh, of Kirby Smart, you know, just comparing it to the previous six SEC media days he's done. And that's understandable coming off a, a national championship. Uh, he, I thought he was a little looser. Um, I thought he was a little – bolder or brasher you might say uh, uh you know sort of throwing around sort of uh, uh some of georgia's nil stats and uh, not quite to the detail or uh, or proclamation that nick saban did but you know hinting around that george's doing very well in the nil game uh lo- logging his r- resident complaints about that you know because he is uh a leader uh it, it now you know going forward and then you know at the tail end of it comes you know, he's the highest paid coach in, in college football right right now uh, after Thursday's news. So it is a good week for Georgia, uh, but it was a good week for all 14 teams there and really to some extent Oklahoma and Texas who will be joining this party maybe as soon as next year, but at least by 2025. 
You know, it's funny, Chip, in the room right behind where we broadcast was the whole SEC setup with the lockers and all the different schools, and we thought it was kind of funny because they had like a poster right next to every team's locker. They did have a poster for Oklahoma and Texas already up. No locker with helmets and gear and stuff, but they did already have the posters up as as if they were part of the SEC. So, yes, that is that is coming very soon. Let's talk about the contract. Um, you know, obviously no real surprise. I think the thing is, if he wins another one in five years, we'll probably be talking about ripping up their years left and adding more money, right? And the other part is, you think Saban is going to get a boost to say that he is the highest paid coach in the SEC before the season starts? Well, no, I doubt it uh, because, you know, I mean, if you never say never, you know, with Alabama, that may be very important to him. And a certain segment of their donor base may uh, take that as a personal affront. But, you know, if you look at the top five or six in the list, you know, Kirby Smart tops it now just just barely. His, his you know, averages out to $11.25 million a year. Then would be Lincoln Riley of Southern Cal, $11 million. Uh, then they're saving at $9.9 million, But it, kind of depends on how you break it down. I mean, he has all kinds of longevity bonuses and stuff, and, it, and there's no telling how much he makes on, you know, uh, outside income that's not a part of his contract. But, you know, I, I've, I've seen him listed 11.1. He's listed 9.9 on the latest deal. And, and then Brian Kelly, Mel Tucker, and Ryan Day. If you look at that list, uh, I mean, I think only – Nick Saban and, and Kirby Smart are national championship winners of the top five there. Uh, but whoever wins a national championship this next year, whether it be Kirby Smart, Nick Saban, one of those other guys, or somebody else like uh, Jimbo Fisher, for instance, or, you know, just insert, you know, Power Five program here, you know, they're probably going to take it up there to that, that number one spot or they're near it. That's just where we are now. They're throwing a lot of money around. Uh, in the game, uh, but for Kirby specifically, uh, this is his his third raise that he's gotten since he's been at Georgia, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, you know, 2018, and and now after the 2021 season being the last two, and and those were you know between them six million dollars. So that's a lot of money, uh, but they've locked him up through through uh, 2031, and I would say that probably has mark bradley actually wrote about this i think overnight that you know that might have been kind of a uh uh insurance clause as far as alabama goes because you you never know when nick saban may just decide to hang it up he's very clear about he's not planning on it anytime soon but at 70 years old you can walk away anytime you want to and and uh surely alabama whenever that happens it's going to at least make a call to Jimmy Sexton. I mean, you know, heck, Jimmy Sexton will probably make a call to them. Chip Towers joining us here on the waitfor.com hotline, covers all things Bulldogs for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I asked Randy McMichael and I were talking about this off air, and I want to get your thoughts on it. So, obviously, Georgia-Alabama at the very tippy-top of the SEC. Do you think that the gap has widened or closed between where Georgia-Alabama are and where the rest of the SEC is? Well, the recruiting rankings would tell you that, uh, you know, Texas A&M has done a little bit of that. And, um, you know, pro- you know, as much as they are in disarray at the very moment, maybe LSU some. If And I'm just going by recruiting rankings. And, look, I'm not, I'm not the recruiting guy, and I've always kept sort of a cynical 
perspective toward recruiting because I, I can sit here and just laundry list you the five stars that haven't worked out over the years, but it is much more of a sophisticated system, scouting system than it used to be and with 24-7's composite rankings. And Texas A&M shooting up there to the top, you know, that represents a marked improvement. I mean, they'd average ninth in the previous five years before Jimbo Fisher uh, and, you know, with or without the assistance of NIL was able to close on the number one class. The previous four years, I think it'd been, it was either Georgia or Alabama in that number one spot. Then I think Ohio State might have slipped in there one year. You know, all of those in generally the top 10 area, you got to think they are doing something significant with bringing talent in. Now, the wild card now, of course, is the transfer portal. I mean, you got teams like Arkansas bringing in nine. Um, I, I really didn't monitor that number over the weekend. And now I think about it, it might be a good angle to go on, you know, kind of uh, the transfer portal monitor. But, you know, there's a lot of wild cards out there now. And basically, you have player free agency and money in the sport of college football. So, uh, yeah, I think there's other programs out there, whether they be Tennessee or Florida or, uh, you know, LSU or Texas A&M, and, and really any of those teams from the West can pop up in any given year. Ole Miss is making some hay, um, could could slip up and do something uh, fantastic. And then Oklahoma and Texas A&M coming in. I mean, those are big-time programs. It, you, you can do all the Big 12 versus SEC comparisons that, that you want, but the, at the end of the day, they're going to be part of the SEC, so that's not going to be part of the equation anymore, and they just have humongous fan bases and donor bases at those two schools. So they're, they're coming here to be involved at the highest level, and they intend to be. Chip, I, uh, I'm probably a homer. I get that because I did vote for Stetson on second team, all SEC. And I'm not surprised Hooker was two, Levis was three. They're getting a lot of hype and things like that. Kirby didn't bring up the idea of disrespect. And the reason I put Stetson on my second team ballot is because I think that there is something to being the returning national championship quarterback. How do you think Stetson is perceived by your colleagues and across the league as a whole? Well, there's no question that his perception belies his station, right? A national championship winner. Uh, I mean, I just, you know, right there in the SEC network. So, uh, you know, that's as regional as you get. You know, Tim Tebow and Jordan Rogers did not include Stetson Bennett in their top five of the league, never mind of the country. If you look out in Las Vegas, I was out there earlier this year. You know, he's not getting very good odds. He's got some long odds. Uh, to be in the equation. Uh, and look, I don't think there's any way he wouldn't be if Georgia gets back to the mountaintop this year. He will have probably been a big part of that story. And talking to Stetson uh, down there, interviewing him, we, we got him on the side a little bit, uh, those of us on the beat. And, um, you know, Stetson claimed to not be aware at all of the slights, but he did say that, you know, I mean, yeah, he uses all that as motivation. He uses whatever motivation he he said. I, I think I'm better than that. You know, when he said when he found out that he wasn't included in the top five of the league, and obviously he wasn't voted first, second, or third team All SEC, despite being a six year senior uh, and, and coming back from a national championship team. He said, I, th- I think I'm better than that. But the flip side of that, he says, I, you know, I'm not out there at all. He says, you guys got to understand. You know, I, I get up, I come to the Butts Mayor Building, I'm there all day long, I'm working out, I'm trying to get better. You know, his 
he is very focused on on improving the shortcomings that he had. And he can't get any taller, and he's not going to have significantly stronger of an arm. But you know, he brought a pretty wicked RPO game to the field, so much so that Georgia kind of scrapped everything they were doing, stuck with him, and they've got the national championship trophy to show for it. Chip, last question for you, just a, a minute left. Um, talking to Nolan Smith, and he's look, he was very humble about, yes, it's team and this, that, and the other, and they've got a loaded defensive front. I just get this sense, though, that Nolan Smith is prized to have one of those kind of, you know, and I know different position, but Jarvis Jones kind of big-time sack number types of years. And I know Aziz led the conference a couple years ago through COVID and stuff like that, but how do you see Nolan Smith? Is he poised to be a real breakout star for the Bulldogs this year? Well, I, I tell you, I, I think, yes, to answer your question, but that's more in perception. I, I don't think people fully understand the impact that Nolan Smith has down by down on Georgia's defense all of last year. And he was excellent. Uh, I mean, SEC championship and, and the college football playoffs, he had big-time games. But, you know, he's not really the type of outside linebacker where they're saying – hey, get out there on the edge, buddy, and get after the quarterback. And quite frankly, you know, the game in particular is not like that very often anymore. I mean, there there's still some guys that, that, that chalk up some pretty good sack numbers, but, you know, they're, they're lacking depth and or ingenuity on the team. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, when, when, when South Carolina was playing Jadavian, with Jadavian Clowney, you knew what he was going to do. And a lot of teams were kind of dropped back past, but there's so much RPA and fast go nowadays. Uh, I don't think it's that it is, is quite a, a, of an emphasis defensively. Certainly it's not on Georgia. Georgia's players typically haven't put up huge sack numbers really since Jarvis Jones, uh, because they are so multiple and they love to line up and show you that Nolan Smith is going to, uh, blitz, but he ends up dropping into coverage or twisting on the inside. I mean, uh, that's their whole thing. That's Georgia's whole game right now, and he is so versatile in that regard. So I, yeah, I don't know whether his sack numbers will go up, but I think he'll get noticed more. I mean, just the fact he was first team All SEC, uh, he spoke a great game. You know, he has a great talking game, uh, as everybody found out as they met him down there at SEC Media Days. And uh, George is going to feature him. I mean, that was part of the thing about coming back. It was his decision to come back. But, you know, Kirby Smart pitched him about, you come back and play with us, we're going to do some things that are going to make make it uh, make sure that people notice you. On Twitter at C Towers, AJC, AJC.com is where you can check out all of his work, covers all things Bulldogs, Chip Towers. Join us on the waitfor.com hotline. As always, Chip, appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for a few minutes uh, tonight. And uh, we will talk here shortly as, believe it or not, man, we're getting ready for a new season. We're there. Talk to you from preseason camp, mate. <laughs> there you go. Appreciate it, Chip. Thanks, man. All right. Take care. John Chuckery here. We'll be back. Sports Radio 92 on the game and the Odyssey.com app. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. 
It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays, too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Back to more John Chuckery. This party's going to rock. Make some noise. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Hey, dive into the history and culture of baseball's unofficial rulebook with Unwritten. It's a new podcast hosted by former players Ron Darling and Jimmy Rollins. They'll look at the uh, not-so-secret and secret guidelines every week on the show. Download Unwritten for free on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Chuck, we back here in the Key Studios in Sports Radio 929 The Game. Hanging out with you on a Friday evening. Don't forget, uh, 1040, Rankum comes up. Been a while since I've done Rankum. So, 1040, we got Rankum coming up. Uh, watching the Braves right now. Game uh, has been underway. Uh, obviously a little bit late on the start, so they started at 8.15 tonight, middle of the second, uh, 0-0 in here. Uh, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a night of probably not a lot of runs, going to be a lot of strikeouts. Both these guys strike out a pretty good amount of guys. Otani uh, on the mound, he's through a couple of innings, uh, sorry, one inning, and uh, has a couple of strikeouts in that uh, that first. So we'll see what the, the Braves can get done against him here this evening. Good pitching matchup. Charlie Morton. Shohei Otani, uh, certainly one of the great, you know, figures in baseball. And, you know, he's one of those guys that th- there are there are very few guys in the sport of baseball that move the meter, right? Like it's that it's worth going out and seeing. Otani's one of those guys. I mean, there there aren't a whole lot of guys that that, you know, series in, series out that you say, oh, I gotta go watch this guy play. And I, I understand the fact that. Because you, you you never get to see him on the East Coast by and large, right? That there is that factor. But just so Tani's one of those guys, pitching, hitting, everything about him. It, it's he's a unique figure in baseball, right? To be able to be the two way player that he is, and he's a terrific pitcher. Forget all of his hitting and everything like that. As a pitcher, he's terrific. And you know he's he's one of those guys that you feel like you have to see, right? I think Aaron Judge is one of those guys too. I mean, I think that. The big towering guy plays for the Yankees, hits a million home runs and stuff like that. I think he's one of those guys that moves the meter. But Bonds was like that in his day. You know, when Bonds came to town, you wanted to go see Barry Bonds play. But Otani, I think, is one of those few guys that you look at and say, okay, he moves the meter. You know, for an individual player, for you know, a sport that probably doesn't utilize enough of its individual players, they probably don't work with enough of the individual players out of it, you know, or getting, you know, using them more to promote their league the way that the NBA does and things like that. Otani is one of those guys that moves the meter. So we'll keep you up to date about what's going on uh, there uh, all night long. We'll um, we'll talk about the Vince McMahon situation as Stephanie did come out and start the crowd and started addressing the crowd and things like that right here at the very beginning of the show. Didn't really say anything. You know, just kind of thanked her dad and, and, you know, welcome to the WWE Universe and all that good kind of stuff. Like I said, nothing really is going to change by and large. They're about to get ready for SummerSlam. Uh, it was interesting, side story, that Brock Lesnar walked out of SmackDown tonight. And supposedly the quote backstage was, if Vince is gone, I'm gone. Okay. Uh, by the way, he's supposed to main event with Roman Reigns at uh, SummerSlam coming up here um, next, no, this weekend. No, next weekend. Next weekend. Sorry. The, the final weekend of, uh, of July and the 1st of August. He's supposed to main event against Roman Reigns. Uh, supposedly Goldberg will be the backup plan. Yes, I understand. Not an ideal replacement. Not, nothing against Goldberg, but 
you know, that's that's going to be potentially the replacement for him at the at SummerSlam. Oh, by the way, too, uh, Dylan, I did like this. Um, Somebody uh, on the text line said that the show should be named Hugh P's Freaky. Hugh P's Freaky. Hugh I like P's that. Freaky. Yeah, Hugh it's, P's Freaky. It's a good one. Yes, I like <laughs> that. I like that. So there you go. That should, if, if Dean P's decides to come on the morning show, they should call the show Hugh P's Freaky. That that should be what that show is called. John Freaky? Yes, him, the guy from the morning show. Yes, yes. He'll, he'll be back next week, right? Is he back from vacation next week? Okay. No more Rob Tribble? All right. Well, we'll hear Rob soon, I'm sure. So, anyway, we'll keep you up to date about the Braves. Tonight. We'll keep you up to date, too, by the way, with the um, – what the Mets are, are doing, uh, San Diego's up two to nothing on them already. And I told you, look, this is a chance for you know the, this is a chance for the, for the Braves to you know catch even a little bit more ground against the Mets because they're going to play the Padres and the Yankees coming up here. So this is a definite chance for the Braves to even chip a little bit more into that two and a half game lead. And you know who knows, maybe by the time they see the Mets, you know here in what a couple of weeks, um, you know they'll be they'll be in first place by the time. All is said and Only two and a half games. And, again, Mets have San Diego and the Yankees. Then they'll go take on the Marlins and the Nationals. Braves will play the Angels this weekend. Then they'll get ready for Philadelphia. Then they'll bring in Arizona and Philly for a two-game set before they take on the Mets uh, out there as well. So it should be good times out there. And it's a good stretch right now for the Atlanta Braves. All right. Speaking of uh, good stretches, let's get to something we call What's Bugging Chuckery. Don't look now, but somebody out there just got Chuckery ticked off. <laughs> like, that's hard. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. It's time for What's Bugging Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. You know, I, I always do like these NBA fines and stuff because they are kind of funny, and we've talked about these before. The latest one goes to, is it Joe, is it LaCobe? Is that, the, is that the owner of the Warriors? Is that how you pronounce the name? L-O-C-A-L-A-C-O-B. LaCobe. I don't think it's LaCobe. Um, I'm going to guess it's LaCobe. So Golden State Warriors owner Joe LaCobe got a $500,000 fine for violating the league's policy on publicly discussing collective bargaining talks. Now, are they in the middle of a collecting bargaining talk that I don't know about right now? Or so? Okay, anyway. So... Uh, as as guys do, and, and even owners of teams, the owner of the Warriors went on the Point Forward podcast, which is hosted by Andre Iguodala and Evan Turner. And I'm guessing that they're probably in a barbershop and there's like four or five guys behind them that are cheering and rooting on and everything like that. This is what he had to say, being Joe Lacob, the owner of the Golden State Warriors. Quote, um... The hardest thing of all is navigating this luxury tax, unfortunately. I went back to New York this week for labor meetings. I'm on the committee. And you know, obviously, the league wants everyone to have a chance. And right now, there's a certain element out there that believes we, quote, unquote, checkbook win. We won because we have the most salaries on our team. The truth is, we're only $40 million more than the luxury tax. Now, that's not small, but it's not a massive number. We're $200 million over in total because most of that is this incredible penal luxury tax. And what I consider to be unfair, and I'm going to say it on this podcast, and I hope it gets back to whoever is listening, obviously it's self-serving for me to say this, but I think it's a very unfair system because our team is built by all top eight players are all drafted by this team. Okay, I understand what he's saying. Isn't he one of the owners? Didn't he negotiate all this? Didn't he sign off on all this? Like, he could have pitched a fit and said, this is not right. And by the way, they're not the first team to go into luxury tax hell and stuff like that. Now, 
They paid $69 million in luxury tax last year. They paid $170 million this year. Because remember, when you go into luxury tax for multiple years, and I've talked about this, about why the Hawks have to be careful and Tony Ressler has to be careful. Because if you're not ready to win the NBA title, the luxury tax doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Because it's dollar for dollar the first year. Then it goes two for one the second year. And they're expected to pay another $181 million next year in luxury tax. Now, obviously, they won the NBA title. And the reason you get into luxury tax is you can't just arbitrarily go over the, over the cap. It's you signed your guys, and they end up all over the cap, right? So, yes, he's right that they drafted all top eight of their players, but because they drafted so well, they have to pay those guys. And if you want Steph and Draymond and Clay, and if you want Jordan Poole to stay, you want Looney to stay, you have to pay those guys because they'll go otherwise. But again, isn't he the owner of the franchise? He didn't know or understand this going in. The, the rules are pretty clear. The idea that the league wants is they're going to give you the opportunity. See, this is where the double standard comes in. They give you the opportunity to keep your guys by paying them an extra year at a high dollar amount, right? You can pay more per year with an extra year to keep your own guys, right? You understand that? That's the benefit of that's what the bird rule is. Hey, I'm not I'm able to keep my guys as free agency. The downside to that is, hey, if you start doing that though, we're going to put you in a luxury tax, right? And by the way, you can only have three max contracts on your roster. So, it's not a matter of it's not a matter of, you know, you can have a whole roster full of of you know, the highest price guys or whatever. You can only have three max guys on your roster. But again, the system is set up to be to where, yes, you can keep and sign your own guys, but you have to pay some kind of penance for that. That not that the understanding that if, if you have an advantage over other teams? This is why Bradley Beal was not going to go anywhere. This is why, you know, Booker's not going anywhere because nobody can pay those guys. The reason Bradley Beal's not going anywhere is because nobody could pay $60 million more, $70 million more than what the Wizards could pay him. Why would he leave the Wizards if they can give him more money than any? And by the way, not $5, $10, 15000000 million more, $60, 70000000 million more. Right? They can offer him way more money. Okay? Then if you do that, you're going to have to go into luxury tax for it. It's really not a bad system. I don't think it is. I don't think the luxury tax is a bad system. But if you want to keep all of your guys, and that's why I have to laugh, how are they going to add Kevin Durant on to their roster? The, the owner's pissing and moaning about a luxury tax. Well, what do you think Durant's going to be? He's $200 million. He's $50 million a year for the next four years. What do you think he's going to take? He's going to do the Kyrie Irving thing, opt out and take a $6 million mid-level exemption? Come on. He's under contract for $50 million a year. How are they going to bring him in and not just crash the marketplace? Even through trades and things like that. You still have to add to your roster. So, again, it's disingenuous for these guys. I, I get it. You know why I'm paying the, like paying the luxury tax? Because he's in it for multiple years now. 
You don't want to pay the luxury tax? Don't sign your guys. Remember the whole DeAndre Ayton thing when he was going to be available? Okay. At $131 million, they could offer him like $50 million more than the next closest team could offer him. That's how it works in the NBA. So you keep your guys, but there's a tax on that, right? That seems to be sort of fair and equitable in the whole thing. It seems like, okay, if we give you the advantage to keep your guys, you also have to pay more of a tax on it, right? That doesn't seem like a flawed or a whacked out or a crazy nutty type of system. That seems like something that's plausible. And it gives teams the advantage. While the NBA wants all the different teams to win now, they also want you to keep your players. They don't want guys roaming around every year or two like they were doing for a while. Remember when LeBron and Durant and um, Cowie, when those guys were signing one and two years, they're signing two and three year deals and opt out after a year or two. That's not what the league wants. The league doesn't want to have guys opting out every year or two. They want somebody like Durant to be in Brooklyn for the next four or five years. And they could pay him way more than everybody for it, right? That's what they really want. They don't want free agents roaming around the earth every year or two. They don't want the same two or three guys tipping the balance of the league because they're always free agents and they go wherever they want to go. Right? They don't want Bradley Beal to, you know, be able to manipulate the league and go everywhere. They want him to stay in Washington. Okay? Washington can pay him 60, 70 million more than the next closest team can pay him. Okay? But you also have to pay a tax for that. You want to keep Bradley Beal? Cool. Pay a tax. And and don't give him the opt-outs, right? Don't give him the opt-outs on an old contract. Which by the way, ain't nobody opting out anymore. When you're when you're starting to get into the 50, 60 plus million dollar range per year, Ain't nobody opting out of that. $25 million, they might opt out of. $60 million, they ain't opted out of all that. So, again, I understand I understand the position that the Warriors owner, Joe Lacobe, is in. But for God's sakes, he helped create this system. This is the system that they have. And he needs to understand that if you want to keep Steph, Clay, and Dream on, you have to be able to overpay them on the market to keep them there. But there's a tax that goes along with it. How about this? Don't max everybody out. Let the league collectively get together and say, we're not going to have everybody just maxed out on our roster. And that's what Spoke and Chuck Lee. All right, uh, Braves getting at it uh, here. We're uh, into the uh, third inning uh, right now. No score uh, in this game. Three strikeouts for Otani, a couple of strikeouts for Morton here. So um, all of that wind energy coming out of Cobb County is from all the bats that are swinging and making no contact uh, on all the pitches. We'll keep you up to date all night long about what goes on with Braves baseball. When we get back, again, I never thought this would happen in my lifetime, but here we are. We'll talk about the Vince McMahon situation up next. Chuck in the Key Studios, Sports Right Now, the game, Odyssey.com app. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.